Matters Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith-related. Churchpreneur's vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Churchpreneur is hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you in your ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding, and most importantly, your personal growth in Christ. If you're new to Churchpreneur's podcast or this channel, go ahead and hit the like button, the subscribe button, and ding the bell for notifications. That's what YouTube wants you to do so you can be notified of all new content. Today, I'd like to take a moment uh, to think about the upcoming Thanksgiving holidays. So uh, really what, what kind of uh, has uh, hit me over the last years, uh, we've been in Germany and uh, it's been six years and we've had uh, here and there Thanksgiving opportunities, Thanksgiving holidays. But what, I, um, what I've noticed in years past and, and now up to, to now is that there's a trend toward, uh, let's say, giving thanks. I'm going to do that in uh, air quotes uh, for those listening. <laughs> um, giving thanks. And it's sort of like, let's just Let's just paint this picture. Um, you've seen it in a Hallmark film. They all gather together at the Thanksgiving feast, right? They all gather around the big table. And uh, so it goes that the father or the father figure, whoever, stands at the head of the table and says, we're going to go around and uh, we're going to say, well, give thanks for what we're thankful for. And then, um, yeah, they proceed to go around the whole table and give thanks to uh, the spirit of Thanksgiving. I don't know. I mean, uh, so it, it, I always found that odd and strange. You watch these uh, films and that's really what it comes down to. There's uh, someone, uh, yeah, giving thanks. And, and who are they giving thanks to? The very nature of thanksgiving or giving thanks is that you give the thanks to someone. You give the thanks to a person. You give the thanks to the person who's maybe done something for you. When you give thanks, you're, you're not just throwing that thanks. When you say thanks to somebody, you're not just throwing that out there into the air you're usually directing your thanks at somebody. And uh, so that's what I wanted to, uh, to talk about today. Uh, Thanksgiving is giving thanks to someone, to God in heaven. And uh, it's perfectly illustrated in uh, a, a story we see in uh, Luke chapter 17. So this is going to be more of a devotional thought today. And hopefully to encourage your thanksgiving uh, to the Lord. So in Luke 17, it's the story of the 10 lepers. And uh, we'll see in this story that one of the lepers comes back to thank God or thank Christ himself for what he had done. So uh, I'm going to start in verse 11 and I'm going to read. So sorry, I'm looking down at my notes here. Uh, Luke 17 verses 11 through 19. So you can read along or you can just listen on as I read. 
As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 lepers stood at a distance, crying out. Notice that they had heard of Jesus and knew he was coming. They said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Interesting. They weren't cleansed um, right when he said, go show yourself. He says, go show yourself to the priest. So they had to take a step of faith to go and show themselves. They weren't cleansed right away. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell on the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. He didn't thank the, the, the thought of Jesus. He thought, thanked Jesus himself, thanking him for what he'd done. This was a Samaritan. This man was a Samaritan. Wild, huh? And he points that out. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Jesus never saw the men healed. He just knew that he had sent them on to the priest as if they were healed already. So he supposed as a person of faith, should they not have all been healed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? <laughs> Funny, huh? And Jesus said to the man, stand up, go. Your faith has healed you. Leprosy uh, back then, and as it is now, is a terrible, terrible disease. It's called Hansen's disease now, and it's a bacteria that, it, that gets onto your skin, and it attacks the nerve endings in your uh, skin. It's a terrible, terrible disease, terribly uh, uh, gruesome usually in the end uh, when, when people can't feel their limbs anymore or feel their extremities anymore. They can't feel the... The, uh, they don't have feeling in their fingertips or their extremities, depending on where, if it's attacked your whole body. And uh, it is, is terrible because you'll end up burning yourself. You'll end up hurting yourself. Uh, the feeling goes away and, and you scrape and injure yourself. And then you get infections and then uh, end up extremities falling off, uh, maybe ears falling off, uh, fingertips being infected so that they have to be uh, cut off or what have you. That's a terrible, terrible disease. And it can come in those days, it came with a life sentence usually because you would be uh, put out of the uh, community into leper colonies. And so these 10 men, uh, I don't think we have to go into much more detail about how terrible this disease was, but these 10 men probably uh, belong to the same leper colony. And, uh, but they stand at a distance again, notice, um, and they, uh, this, this story is about Thanksgiving. It's uh, ultimately about Christ and what he's done for people. Uh, but we can all give glory to God and learn how to be thankful uh, in, in what we see in this story. So there, there was an expressive thankfulness after this man's healing. So the first thing that I see here is that mercy should be our first cry before Thanksgiving. Notice these guys, these 10 men, they were acutely aware of their need for mercy. Now, maybe most of us aren't so acutely aware of our absolute need for mercy, but these 10 men were. 
They, they, they stood at a distance because they had to, by law, stand at a distance away from people and yell, unclean, unclean. But they knew Jesus was coming. They knew of his mercy. They knew of his ability to provide mercy. And they cried out, have mercy on us. And so Jesus does. He uh, explains, go and show yourself to the priest. And he had mercy on them by healing them. Um, our daughter, Anna, just as a quick story, um, had a, a, a rare seizure disorder called infantile spasms. It's only a seizure disorder found in, in infants, and it can be a really devastating uh, a, a disease because the child has spasms uh, in, uh, that, that are, um, that are uh, seizures, and it can happen in, in episodes of, of 30 to 40 different seizures in a row. And I can remember it was, it was such a devastating time, very, very difficult time for our, our, our marriage, our young family. We had just had Anna. Anna was our firstborn child who was born with Down syndrome and uh, then had this uh, seizure disorder that developed at about 10 months uh, when she was a baby. And I remember very, very distinctly, there was this one evening where I had gotten her in my arms to pick her up to comfort her during a seizure episode. And after about that, I was, I would count them. I would count the seizures. I couldn't do anything. We had, we're in a med medicine regimen. I can't do anything to help her except try to comfort her. And the medicine was doing its work, but there were nights where she would have 30, 40, up to 50 in a row, seizures in a row. And so on the 40th seizure, I can just remember I had come completely to my end. And I just cried out. I said, Lord, help me. And I had nothing else to say, nothing else to give, nothing else to comfort. I had no more comfort for my little girl left in my body, left in me. And I just cried out, Jesus, help me. And through my tears, he helped. He showed his mercy. He showed his kindness. He showed his grace. And the same will go for you. In your deepest need, when you cry out for mercy, he will extend his mercy to you. So the first step toward a thankful life, toward thanksgiving on God is crying out for his mercy. But we have to know our need too. Sometimes our need has to be made known to us by God. And these lepers certainly did. And I knew my need, my ultimate need. I had nothing more to give. I had no way to, to do anything for my daughter except crying and pleading for the mercy of God. And so I did, and these lepers did the same thing. They cried out to Jesus for his mercy, and he showed his mercy. Uh, the second thing that we can do toward a more thanksgiving expression is um, thanksgiving is a natural response to our healing or to the mercy shown. So these guys, these 10 guys, cried for mercy. Jesus showed mercy, and the natural response would have, should have, been thanksgiving this one guy comes back a samaritan 
a foreigner, Jesus makes sure that's pointed out, a foreigner comes back and expresses his deepest thanksgiving. Isn't that wild? Notice he was healed and he came back to Jesus shouting and praising God. A foreigner, a Samaritan, a half-breed, as they would have called him in those days, shouting and praising God. He fell prostrate on the ground. Uh, Look, it says in uh, what verse is that? That's in verse 16. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he'd done. Isn't that wild? He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. I I think um, one of the biggest tools the enemy has against us in our faith is to get us to think that posture is not important in our worship, prayer, and thanksgiving life. This man fell at the ground at the feet of Jesus in worship. Not, not that posture or everything is, is, is as important as, as it, you know, most important thing, but it's super important. When you're slouching, when you're, when you're trying to pray or, or have a devotional life and you're about to fall asleep or whatever, posture is super important. I think that's one of the big enemy's tools to get us to think that posture is not important in what we're doing. But this guy, this one Samaritan returns, falls at the feet of Jesus and shows a thanksgiving, a thankful posture. He humbles himself, thanking Jesus for his mercy. And then Jesus also said, he who has been forgiven much loves much. So... Do we really know our need? Do we really know that God has shown us mercy and has forgiven much? The third thing that we see here in this passage is Thanksgiving proves and builds up our faith. Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. This is the only story of its kind where someone was healed and had to return to Jesus to thank him. Isn't that interesting? Um, there, there's not a, many others that I can think of the blind man, but I don't think he even thanked him, Jesus. He just said, who, who is the son of man that I would, that I could, that I could, uh, uh, worship him. Um, this guy's Thanksgiving was a result and proved his faith in Jesus. So it's interesting that, uh, these other nine were healed, um, but didn't return to the source to show their faith in Jesus. Healing and good stuff happening to us and God expressing his grace to us doesn't always end up in faith. We can see that here or in turning to Jesus in faith. And then Jesus says, you may go, your faith has healed you. He had been healed already and returned. And Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. But he had returned for Thanksgiving And that thanksgiving built his faith. I I think that is uh, an absolute necessity in our life within with Christ is thanksgiving. Now I probably thank God too much in the sense of I always, I always pray. Thank you God for this. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, And maybe it becomes trite for me. Um, But faith is built up through thanksgiving. There's no question. 
our, our daughter uh, loves listening to YouTube videos um, and and music. Uh, so there's all sorts of kids uh, music within YouTube, kids YouTube. She just plays the next song and it's just always some wonderful kids song. But it sort of has become for me sort of like background noise. It's her favorite thing to do right now. And I don't even hardly hear it anymore. Some people come to our house or to visit us or whatnot. And they're like, Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> you know, or, uh, our other kids, they'll say like, Oh, Donna, turn it off. It's annoying. You know, but for me, it's sort of just become like background noise. I don't even, I don't even hardly notice it anymore. And, um, maybe if, if, uh, God's goodness, um, if thankfulness has been become hard for you, maybe God's goodness has just become like background noise to you. You don't even, you don't even hear it anymore. But if you really opened your eyes and, and had a look around to see the background noise of God's goodness is not background noise. It is his goodness expressed to you. If you just opened your eyes and looked around and saw how good God is to you, thankfulness would just well up in you. So uh, unfortunately, most of us are, uh, our, our natural uh, state is sort of uh, unthankfulness or ungratefulness. And, and, and the Bible describes this attitude as a characteristic of the wicked. It's inexcusable. It's unreasonable. It's exceeding folly in the, in the Proverbs. It's strongly warned against, it's punished, and saints, the saints of God, should avoid unthankfulness or ingratitude. And so, just as an encouragement to you today, take this Thanksgiving time to build the habit of thankfulness in your life to God, not to the thankfulness to the spirit of Thanksgiving or something silly like that, like a, like a Hallmark film, but use this time as a practical way to build the habit of thankfulness into your life. One practical way to infuse your life with thankfulness and to, to build up a habit of it is to keep a book of prayer and blessing. We've done this for many years as a family. We have a book where anytime something God's goodness is expressed to us through blessing, through financial help, through uh, whatever, yeah, God rescuing us from something or God helping in some way or any blessing that we describe, we, we think is, a, is, is obviously from God's hand. We write it down in our book of prayer and blessing. And then periodically we go back to that book of prayer and blessing and we just work our way through it and say, wow, look what God did. That's what the Israelites didn't do probably in the Old Testament on a regular occasion is to go back and look at what God has done in history. And so that that is a practical way that we build up our thankfulness and gratefulness to God as we uh, as we go through. So that's just an encouragement to you. Maybe get a get a little notebook out. Keep a book of prayer and blessing. Think of the last month, how God has blessed you and just write it down. One practical way God has blessed you and taken care of your needs, helped you, built you up, uh, put you, set your feet on a rock, so to speak, and write those things down and then go back periodically and be blessed and then thank God for his work and his leadership in your life. 
So don't let this uh, Thanksgiving time be a, uh, a time where you just kind of give thanks to the whatever. Use this time as an opportunity to give thanks to God for his provision for you and Jesus Christ, for his vicarious death on the cross for you, for him making you right with God through Jesus Christ, for his Holy Spirit that has sealed you into Christ to the day of redemption and is at work in you to make you righteous. Thank God for his provision, his daily provision, our daily bread. Thank God for his work. He who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. Thank God for your family, for those around you who care about you. Use this opportunity, this Thanksgiving, to give thanks to a holy God who deserves our worship and our gratitude. God bless you this Thanksgiving. Hope it's a wonderful time for you, for your family. Celebrate, celebrate God's goodness, his, his grace in our lives, and give thanks to him. Thanks for listening and watching this episode of Churchpreneur's Podcast. You can find out more information at my website at richardpmore.net. I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. You're also welcome to follow me on Twitter. My handle is at richardpmore23. You can also email us at churchpreneurs at gmail.com. It's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S at gmail.com. It's like church and entrepreneurs thrown into one awesome jambalaya. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for a podcast or any comments or questions, please reach out on one of those platforms. God bless you. Until next time, take care. Take care.